Hey, it's the Danger Gnome, and we're talking about how to summarize your uh, your fat bike. Not how to make a summary out of it, but how to do the opposite of winterize it. I just made. I just came up with that, and we have Adam Blake with us. Mi hermano, what's up? Hey, buddy, how are you doing? I'm so good. It's uh, it's springtime planning camping trips and ride my bike. I just came back from a yesterday uh, riding the beach on Lake Michigan and actually getting put in a, like a two and a half hour ride with <laughs> with only some leg numbing uh, wades into the lake. Oh, nice. Yeah, and when you uh, talked about uh, kind of converting the fat bike back to summer, it was pretty pretty keen in my eyes because I just got back from Unbound Gravel down in Emporia, and of course they have a fat bike 200-mile uh, gravel race. So uh, those guys have definitely tailored a bike from what they would need in a winter race to now a gravel event or maybe even mountain events because I think there's two different sure. kind of tracks you can go. Yeah, yeah, and this year's uh, was this year's race was super muddy, right? Super muddy, pretty technical race. So uh, that bike was probably not a bad choice again this year. I saw some of the mud caked combatants. Crazy, absolutely. So yeah, the uh, the question is like, what would you do? What what modifications do you make to your Belgras? Does your, does your Bear Grease have a name? Oh, yeah, Buzz Lightyear. I knew that. Buzz Lightyear seems like it's become its name. Yeah. So what do you do to Buzz to make him summary? Well, so I think, like, uh, to, to just blanket statement, everyone is just going to look at, like, wheels and tires, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Um, sure. But I think, actually, some other things are where, you know, the real tailoring, the less obvious stuff that, I think is different things like you know I'll even run different grips you know maybe something like a wolf tooth fat paw in the winter for a big cushiony foamy grip but then you know when I'm going to start riding more trail I'll put back maybe my ergon GE1s that I like to ride on my mountain bike sure um, I think that's that kind of stuff even positional things I know in the past in the winter I'll maybe adjust the height of my handlebars for the winter you know, because I'm sitting and I'm rolling through snow a little bit. So, uh, really, the I think setting up for summer depends on how much you alter it for winter, too, right? Right, quite right. Yeah, how specialized uh-huh. and and what you what kind of winter riding you do you're doing? Um, Absolutely, you know, studded uh, tires, kind of an obvious one. Like I was saying, yeah. you know, that's a I don't really call that summerizing. I just call it being sensible. Yeah. <laughs> But you could run your studded tires all summer uh, and drive people crazy. You absolutely could. You could run them on the dirt. You could run them on the concrete. You just wear them out. But right, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not something I just want to plow into the concrete. Yeah, you know, I've I've actually changed my bar stem from in on ten beers. You know, twenty six inch wheels. I would switch to a. 27.5 by 50 millimeter and run 3.8 inch fat bike tires on that. 
and I would switch from a 16-degree sweet 16 bar to a 10-degree more mountain rise or a Ren carbon bar, 830 millimeters wide. Um, right. You know, to try and get a more aggressive mountain bike stance. And the, I'm telling you, the, I really swear by those 50 millimeter wide. The plus bike rim with the fat bike tire on it is like, oh, it's kind of a sweet spot for me. Yeah, it's a cool um, gap filling tire and shape and size. Not to say that it's any better than a 29 plus set of wheels on your fat bike. It's kind of similar, but different. Yeah, I think that's why I kind of stray from, you know, there's so many ways that people can adapt the wheels and the tires nowadays that I really think that's more, you need to find out what what size you like as a summer wheel set. And certain frames handle wheel sizes, conversions a little better or worse. Yeah. Um, I find, even things, oh, go ahead. I, I find myself in the uh, very small variety of 27.5 by 3.8 to 4.0 tires. You know, I have a ton of those Maxxis tires and just right. a couple of other choices that, oh man, we need a 27.5 by 4.0 moderately knobbed like a Dillinger Husker do or a cake eater from Tureen. You, uh, I think at a time still that, that niche kind of for me on right. the bear grease. Yeah. I just don't have any of those. I, right. have, I have so many 4.5s and there's, right. and they're all, most of the bikes that we're getting into test are coming with 4.5 inch tires. So I'm uh yeah, I think uh, I think back to like things that I consider. You know, one thing we didn't talk about that I know a lot of people switch is suspension of any type versus a rigid fork. Right. Um, you know, which I also think is uh, from a service standpoint is a great thing to at least check going into the summer because that headset gets exposed to so much stuff in the winter that when you're pulling a fork, you really a lot of times can mitigate future problems seeing that condition of those bearings and. You know, a place that you don't really get into too often unless you need to as a home uh, rider, you know? Right, yeah. With a couple of the people had talked a little bit about preventive maintenance going from from winter to summer, and I, I, I kind of thought about that, and I was like, well, I probably am more a reactive maintenance <laughs> mindset. Well, I'd say probably most people are, but the, the, point, the fact of it is, is if you can be proactive you miss less times riding because your bike is broken you know yeah this is probably a good point to remind everyone to take their seat post out relube it right exactly that's what i was just gonna go is like this is a great time even you know in the past um before chain ring or before cassettes got so much range and things you know i would change maybe a 32 tooth chain ring to a 28 in the winter to the summer yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because here in Iowa, a 28 is probably too small on my fat bike for mountain riding. Uh, but a 32 could, you know, could be too much here sure. in the winter. Yeah. Um, but now we and that's have the time that I speed. spin my crank, you know, and check my bottom bracket and all those things. Yeah. Well, and, and I would the still others, do that now if thing, I was going to ride gravel. Yeah. I would still change chain rings. 28 tooth or 30 tooth on a chain ring. It's just not a, you know, speaking of unbound, you've got a lot of guys that are trying to ride 34s and 36s there. Yeah. And still people, a lot of people running one buys instead of two buys? 
almost everyone won by in fat bikes. I think just because most companies don't, because of the shaping of frames yeah. and stuff now, yeah. front derailleurs have just been hard to even check on bikes. Right. Well, the other thing that has like thrown my whole ideas of what I do from winter to summer on my fat bike is that I have a framed Montana full suspension fat bike with a dropper post and a Ren uh, upgraded air fork on it with a kind of a, a 70 50 uh, motocross mullet set up with fat bike tires on there for point nose. So I've got a full suspension fat bike that's nice and slack and getting to the progressive geometry of the other bike that I have right now in for testing, which is a Rocky Mountain Blizzard Carbon 50, 66-degree head tube, 75-degree C-tube rigid bike that is with a dropper that is just blowing my mind. Yikes. Yeah, I think dropper, you know, even droppers, like anything, I think summer, to me, more than performance, it's a bit of tailoring of performance when I change my bike seasonally, my fat bike, but really a lot of times for me, it's, it's more just a conglomeration of, you know, checking this, checking that, tweaking this, tweaking that, you know? Um, I've never been one, I, I don't have a problem, uh, in any way. I think it's cool that people, you know, fork, a uh, wheel, uh, like a whole different bike, right? Uh, by the time you switch everything over from summer to winter and how it performs and how it rides. Yeah. And I think that, it, you know, again, like we said a little earlier, how, you know, how much do you want your fat bike to be your fat bike that you ride on trails or how much do you want it to be kind of a new concept of a trail bike for you? Right. Yeah. Not uh, everybody has the budget to have the N plus one and we can obviously be like, Oh, well I ride my mountain bike or I ride my single speed. We do all of those things, but if you want to ride your fat bike in the summer and optimize it, like what are those things that you're going to do? Obviously you're going to take your biggest fattest tire wheel slim that down to whatever you're comfortable with or whatever fits the terrain that you ride like people in michigan can't really ride those two inch tires you know in the lower part of michigan there's a lot of sand yeah and you know i ride a van helga all year round nowadays yeah i don't even switch tires i sometimes will switch a wheel set uh-huh. Um, more mountainy performance wheel set or a different rim width, but uh, as we talked about multiple times, I find that sometimes knob height and fat body no more to my eyes. So here, I'm going to change the subject and ask you another question that's plaguing my brain now, which is, I have this new progressive geometry bike. We've ridden together. You've watched me ride that bike. Um, it's that Rocky Mountain Blizzard. And uh, it rips up single track and is just a p- super pleasure to ride at speed. Just fantastic feeling bike. And my question is, is how do you think that geometry is going to do on snow? Reduce speeds. 
And it depends on what kind of snow. I think it'll be great on groomed snow. I think it'll be, because sometimes on groomed snow, you have better traction than you do on dirt. Like, it's magic. But in the loose, slower, trumpy stuff, I worry about whether it's going to be, uh-oh. Uh-oh, I lost you there, didn't I? Oh, stand by. Should be on now. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. Uh, no, it's no problem. And you were saying that, uh, oh, how's he going to handle? So, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I think that um, in my history, there's, I have two opinions on this. So my Bear Grease, I've written a lot of Bear Greases. Um, obviously, Salsa started to propose it more of their groomed all, you know, an all-season trail bike. Um, it, I would change them quite a bit uh, to kind of mitigate the steering because definitely those more progressive bikes like to hold more speed and they like to loop things and at least in the midwest many of the trails uh that we get groomed are not that they are tight twisty and uh slower speed spinning uh, especially in snow conditions so i think you know part of the summer sizing of things is how does your bike handle in two different conditions and what do you like when you change the handling aspects, as you mentioned, bar stem, things of that nature. Um, the other aspect is, you know, that's why I think as it's great that bikes become more specific in their intent and can do certain things better. There obviously has to be a fold to everything. And, uh, you know, again, I just always reference salt because it's where most of my knowledge came uh, in that and historically, that's the muckluck versus bear grease differentiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they both do stuff? Absolutely. You know, uh, but you can't expect everything to do everything. Now with that Rocky and 27 half four five, I think that does also, you know, all these things are trying to mitigate the Venn diagram, right? Bring that crossover closer so that it's more of what flavor of fat bike do you like and how do you like to ride in either snow, sand or dirt? And then this, these bikes kind of are being made for that now, actually. Right. Well, you know, it's, a, like, it's a very subtle difference, but I, I think that the biggest difference for me is the dropper at this point. I'm, I'm finally figuring out how to ride with the dropper. And this bike is ultimately set up for going fast. Right. And that's, you know, some of that is evolutionary too. Say we had a dropper, 15 years ago, well, a dropper on the El Mariachi of yours that I ride doesn't really give you the same luxury, you know what I mean? Just right, it doesn't drop, put your body that, in the that same seat, That front end is not changing, you right. know? <laughs> um, so part of it is a conglomeration of all these things, right? You yeah. know, you've got a little slacker front end. So now when you can drop, you can squat in a corner. Um, and, and that's probably uh, amplified by that bike tire traction, yeah. uh, you know, and where we were riding at Levis is a great place for fat bikes to ride anyway. So, you know, I, I think it's, I'll be interested to hear your perspectives when the going gets a little slower and a little more pickier, yeah. but, uh, yeah. 
you know, I feel like the same thing you do, whereas nowadays when people are grooming really educatedly, sometimes I ride trails groomed faster than I ride them on dirt because, like we talked about with Steve, it mitigates some undulations and it really can smooth out the whole trail, honestly. Indeed. Yeah. I just, uh, that bike just broke a PR that was set in a January situation at one of the loops at Kettle, so. Yeah. But it did it on dirt. And that's the, that bike is just, that's the thing that I can't really argue with. It's super fun to ride, and it seems to go faster. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But also, there's so many other variables. It could be my fitness is a little better now. I don't know. So Right, and geographically, you know, people have, um, I think to address all that, it's nice that we can even talk about opportunities to convert your bike from winter to summer to add value to a fat bike and give yourself a whole new, you know, plus one sub one bike, you know, that does something totally different. That's cool that, you know, through everything fat bike has still kept, people have still kept pushing certain things so that we can continue to tailor these bikes and ride them and be like, holy cow, I haven't ever ridden a fat bike that rode like this in this situation, you know, and it's, you know, how many, 13, 14 years later. Indeed. I still think that I'm just, maybe I'm just catching up with a lot of other bikes that have been out there that I just hadn't spent time on. Like a bear, I feel like that too. Like a Bear Grease or a Fatback Skookum uh, or a Kona Woe. These are all bikes or an that... Or Voitech. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, so it's all a... You only know and can compare what you've actually ridden. So that's right. We can't ride everything. Well, hopefully we can eventually. Eventually. All right. Well, any uh, any thoughts? I do you have anything uh, coming up on your podcast? Because Adam, of course, is the host of the uh, spelled different every other time new podcast. Well, it's a new spelling every time, don't <laughs> I thought we were really 100% consistent in our inconsistency. So our inconsistency yeah, is off the charts. Yeah, perfect. A bat in a thousand. Yeah, um, yeah I, down at Unbound, I got to chat with a couple people. Uh, I got to spend time with uh, Annie Head, uh, who runs Head Wheels, um, who you've talked to in various things, but I never got a chance to sit down. And we actually got to sit and have some coffee together just off. You know, nice. just hanging out. And she's a, she's delight. a great person. She's, she's delight. A interesting person to talk to, for sure. Yes, it, it, it was a delight. So I look forward to getting some of those connections uh, from Unbound uh, coming forward in the next few months. Cool. Well, all right, my man. We, uh, I'm planning a trip to uh, figure out this Levis bikepacking thing that's uh, going down. So That's like a teaser. Don't say too much. I know, right? So keep keep your uh, keep your weekend after after Labor Day open or something. Yeah, hold it hold tight for us. We got stuff working. Yeah. All right, dude. All right, man. Uh, thanks for the call. Get on the fat bike and uh, you know keep uh, keep tweaking stuff. That's what the you find a new place you like to ride, and it's not quite there. Even in the state of uh, availability, there's a lot of ways you can keep making your bike. You know tweaking it and tailoring it to the way you want to rock and roll. Hells yeah. 
Hell yeah. All right, my man. Up next, we got somebody else talking about how to summarize their fat bike. All right, that's (laughs) next. Thanks, brother. It's the Danger Gnome. Hey, and we have Ernesto, King of the Gnomes, with us. <laughs> My crown is actually pretty small if I'm the King of the Gnomes. <laughs> Archduke <laughs> of Gnomelandia. That's and the Viceroy of the Eastern Colonies of Ooh, Gnomelandia. I love Viceroy. I, I like yeah. to think of myself as the Viceroy of Aztlan. Yes, then. Didn't they used to make cigarettes called Viceroy's? Yeah, yeah, dude. My pop smoked the hell out of those things. Yeah, made him feel like a Viceroy. (laughs) (laughs) He was royalty. Yeah, yeah. Royal royal pain in my ass. (laughs) At times. But then he taught me, he gave me, he was my sensei of sarcasm and there you go. There you and go. the dark arts. <laughs> the dark um, Or the dark like arts. A, like a novice mastermind in the occult. Mm-hmm. If you hear that dog, it's because there's, there's like a, a dog Sith behind Sith Lord. Yeah, yeah a down-ranked Sith Lord <laughs> whose duty is to clean Darth Vader's bathroom. <laughs> With the with the dark side of the force, like yeah. lightning, lightning, that would be a cool way to clean the old toilet. Yeah, <laughs> you know those of the janitors, <laughs> the toilet <know>? whimpers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me light up my lightsaber mop. <laughs> Ooh, that would oh, so much good. So much good comes out of every time I talk to you. Dude. <laughs> Next time I mop, I'm gonna be like. <laughs> He's like, what the hell did this? What, what, what the hell did this guy eat? Did he like hang out with Yoda? Because Yoda smells like like garbage, I bet. Yeah, you know. Here's all he, I have he, to say he, about Yoda, Lucas. Yeah, Holmes, he is. He, yeah, yeah. Yoda and Grover from Sesame Street, same voice. <laughs> also, Miss Piggy. <laughs> Just picture that. Next time you see Empire Strikes Back and, and Yoda is dying, it's this piggy. Oh, dude. So, uh, you you ride a fat bike. You got beaches. You're in Chicago. Yeah, that is true. Yep. I bet you ride the beaches in Chicago in the summertime. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Did you ever find anything interesting, uh, flotsam and jetsam, that just happens to wash up on uh, on the city beaches? Uh, I've seen huge carp wash up. Yeah, Delicious. there's a lot of them down here. Especially and, the oh, eggs. Mm, carp eggs. Oh, just squeeze a carp over my face. <laughs> <laughs> Some Lake Michigan caviar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Down with some with a tall boy. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that you don't see like guns wash up. That's probably in the river. If you go magnet fishing around here, I'm sure yeah. you can find some interesting things. But on the on the on the beaches here, yeah, uh, the thing that we see and and we don't like to see wash up are kevlar or mylar balloons. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, those uh, when people go out and partying on the boats and all that, and oh, the balloon just oh no, and then you see it like a year later. <laughs> yeah, suck the but, helium uh, out of those mylar balloons. People talk funny. Yeah, they you know, do. <laughs> say some lines from from your favorite Star Wars movie uh, with the helium, and then put those in the I don't know recycling or trash wherever yeah. they, wherever is appropriate. Uh, every time that I've gone sailing uh, with a sailing group, mm-hmm. uh, we make a point of picking up garbage off the water, and really? uh, we have yeah we have picked up we have a, a long hook, the type of hook that Moby Dick probably was hooked with. <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. and uh, we picked up coolers, uh, a huge, um, like, a, uh, what can you call it, a, a pad, you know, mm-hmm. for kids to play on, mm-hmm. uh, bottles, uh, mylar balloons, beach balls. Uh, and we have, a, uh, we have a guy down in South America that, uh, or South Africa, that rides his fat bike on the beach, and all he does is collect plastic and, and stuff. Uh, we yeah. did a little story on it, and oh, cool. it's it's pretty amazing what he carries in this somewhat modified uh, fat bike. So, dude, what do you what do you change on your fat bike for summer when you ride the beach? Um, let's see, nothing really. Yes, uh, uh, you win the prize because. Oh, uh, that was, I think that's, <laughs> that's the right answer. I don't need to, you know, and the funny thing is that when, when Heather and I are riding the fat bike from one beach to another, mm-hmm. we have to ride on the bike path. Yeah. So you got those tires, you got the mini, the, we have a, uh, Maxxis Minion. Sure. And, uh, I have the Minion. Oh, and I also have the, on my bike, I have, um, the Narwhals. Oh, and, that's a uh, big knobby and, tire, yeah. And when you hear us coming down the path, people always turn like, oh, look at those fat bikes. Oh, I want a bike like that. And there's been times where, where I stop and I go to the guy with a family, you know, tourists. Mm-hmm. You want to touch it? <laughs> five dollars, five American dollars. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I'll, I, and exactly, every time I hear, oh, look at those bikes or whatever, those tires, I always tell him, gosh, if we would charge for every time we hear that. But uh, we don't we don't change anything on our on our bikes at all. That's um, pretty awesome. Because you know, so, if you lived in if you lived in Alaska, you might yeah. have to completely repack your hubs with different grease because they ride in thirty to sixty below. So they put a really thin, low temperature grease in their hubs in their bottom bracket. So they'd probably switch out to a whole different bike. What a pain in the ass that would be to like have to rebuild everything from the bearing surfaces up like that. Well, yeah. I mean, if you live up there and you have to repack grease, might as well just use like polar bear fat. (laughs) That stuff doesn't go bad. (laughs) (laughs) And it's biodegradable. I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask uh, Jeff Jeff Gilmore. Because that's how I I do stuff. and, and, And polar bears are dwindling, so just use a beluga, you know? Just go out on the on the sea with your buddies. They're super and, greasy. They just look like white lithium grease. Just like like they're made. It's yeah, just skin, yeah, they, and they're they don't have flesh. They just have like gooey grease in there. Yes, and uh, one one day I, I did a comment to somebody to a tourist, 
that uh, every night at the Shed Aquarium, the belugas come home. <laughs> they let them out after a show so they can stretch their fins. They're like, are you serious? Yeah, and I'm trying to keep yeah. a straight face. Yeah. You know, are you serious? Yeah, they know they, they, they're trained to come into a tunnel in the water and they go back into their enclosures. They're like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. So, and then I'm just, I, I, I always throw the, I'm just kidding. They wouldn't uh, survive. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. They put Vaseline on them to keep them wet. <laughs> oh, the Vaseline guy loves his job, I bet. <laughs> like slicking down the belugas. Yeah, go to Walgreens. We just ran out of Vaseline. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, you're in a park somewhere in the beautiful Chicago and uh, on the lakefront there, maybe. And uh, I no, heard I'm a, about, yeah. I go heard ahead. a crow, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we have them here. And uh, <laughs> for some reason, they like to hang out. <laughs> they like to hang out. Um, over by um, a church across the street. I don't oh, know yeah. if it's a good woman or a bad woman, but I avoid that church. It's a Catholic church, and I avoid it because every time I walk in there, the holy water boils. And, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I swear, every time I'm out riding my bike, two crows are always watching me, always following me, always flying over, cawing at me. I caw back, then... Then they disappear, and then next thing I know, they're, like, sitting in a tree a quarter mile away just watching me. Just watching, yeah. Well, good thing it's crows and not, like, two very delicious plump chickens. <laughs> I wonder what crow tastes like. Ooh, that's like what they say. They'll eat crow when you like have to, like, admit that you were wrong, which is oh. story of my life. <laughs> I'm sure it's very uh, yuck. Yeah. You know, see, it's like eating seagulls, probably. Ooh. <laughs> seagulls would taste so. like French fries, probably, if they eat a lot of French fries. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the video of the guy uh, that put a French fry in his mouth and he wanted to tease the seagulls and the a seagull actually pooped in its face? Oh, That's- no. I thought he was, I thought you were going to tell you, like, like it's, uh, <laughs> you were going to say that he took his eye instead. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking, oh, of, speak, speaking of seagulls, Destro and I just did a kick-ass beach ride out of Belgium, and we went north to uh, Amsterdam, uh, in Wisconsin, on Lake Michigan. So oh, nice. it was it was pretty good. We didn't have to walk too much in the lake. Um, there were a couple of sections, but it was pretty good. That's very, very cool. So Yeah, I haven't done a long beach ride in, I don't remember. But uh, <clears throat> one, of, one of the right times, right? Every once in a blue moon. Uh, the last time we went, uh, went with his brother-in-law, and um, it was that time of uh, year where the, um, the weather is either okay or not okay. And then uh, normally we'd go to eat tacos after the beach ride, sure. but the Mexican restaurant was closed. So we had to go to some lame bar and not have tacos because uh, they didn't have tacos. Man. They had, so the taqueria, they had, taqueria next to Zion Cyclery is not there gone, anymore? Gone. Ah, damn you, COVID. Gone. 
No, I don't know if it was that. I think the guy just owed money to the cartel. <laughs> they had good tacos there. They had, they had yeah, they did. One of the best chorizo tacos that I can remember. I had a chorizo and, taco out of a out of a taco truck. The oh, I think they made made it out of chicken. It's supposed to be made out. That of is that's not right. That's pork, man. That's not even Christian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, all right, this tastes like spicy chicken, but I'm just gonna eat it. Oh, it would taste like wet spiders. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, I we don't change anything on our bikes, we like them the way they are. Nice. The only thing I did was install a dropper post on mine. Which is very handy. Um, Which isn't necessarily just for summer. I would recommend a dropper post summer, winter, all the time. Um, oh yeah. And that's that's funny. Like most most of everyone that I've talked to, like thing always starts their statement about what they change is. Oh, I only do this, but a dropper post is kind of a game changer, especially if you want to ride that fat bike. On single track, you will have, I, I don't know if you'll go faster, but you'll have so much more fun because you will just break less and rally corners. Like, yeah, yeah, true. And, uh, like Johnny I Tomac. Have a, John Tomac, holy smokes. That guy was a classic. <laughs> they, he saw a squirrel. He, he, calm down, calm down, doggy. Oh, you got the dog with yeah, took him for a walk, but he just saw squirrels on the. It's a city squirrel, so they have like grills in their mouth and and they're like spray painted different colors, and they have mohawks, like a nineteen eighties villain. <laughs> <laughs> their favorite movie is Warriors. The squirrel. <laughs> yeah, edition. just like that. Yeah, this yeah. little squirrel has a little switchblade with it. <laughs> squirrels literally have claws that are like full on curled like imagine if you could climb straight up a tree what your hands would look like well yeah like full on hooks don't fuck with this wow no wonder squirrels wouldn't wipe their ass because (laughs) (laughs) they would have uh, just like scarf all over their butt no doubt yeah squirrels (laughs) plus they have huge incisors those choppy teeth yeah no, I was going to say that um, I have a full suspension mountain bike, <clears throat> um, and uh, it feels really tall because uh-huh. it's a 29er, uh-huh. but I do need to install a dropper post on it. Yes. I, yeah, that I crashed yeah. a couple of times because of its height. Yeah. I mean, it's the same height as all my other bikes, but just because uh, it just makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you'll – that suspension – works even better you know yeah you just become you so your weight of your body becomes so much centered better centered in the bike your center of gravity is lowered it feels yeah. so good yeah it's all about the physics man or something or no yeah, magic yeah no magic yeah no magic <laughs> <laughs> or no magic <laughs> Uh, oh, would you ask me what PSI I run in the city? Oh, sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, somewhere around 10 to 15, because uh, we do have to ride on asphalt <clears throat> to get to the beaches. So once we're at the beach, we ride uh, right along the water, the yeah. water line, yeah. and it works, you know, the hard packed, uh, I was going to say snow, the hard packed sand. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but um, I did have an incident with a police one time while riding my fat bike on the beach. I was uh, by myself at Ohio Street Beach. It's full of people, full of people jo- enjoying themselves and having fun and tossing the ball and witty banters and all that. And there were three cops with ATVs on the sand. Mm-hmm. There's, there is no sign anywhere on the beach that I cannot have a bicycle on said beach. Mm-hmm. Well, I start riding on the beach and I'm going around some people just to make it to the, to the water line where, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's more hard pack. Right. And this guy is here behind me, a motor revving. <clears throat> I look behind me and, uh, he's still a, a, a ways away. He's going around people, revving his motor, uh, spitting sand everywhere just to come over and tell me to leave the beach because bicycles are not allowed. <laughs> and, um, I was like, uh, <clears throat> All right, Mr. Officer, I will I will leave uh, because I don't want to I don't want to get handcuffed and then I, I don't want to be not seen again, you know. <laughs> but I'm like, oh well, yeah. <clears throat> just sometimes, sometimes well, you have to obey orders. That wasn't the just the only time that you've been hassled by the police on the beach because you and I <laughs> no, detained were detained not once but twice in the same incident, but released. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that we was interesting. Or... Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, because uh, I was afraid that they were going to find the body I was hiding in the trunk that night. <laughs> <laughs> that was the way that cop was like, I smell fear, and I'm like, oh man, I hope they don't ask me to to uh, open a trunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good place to uh, to close this segment of the Danger Gnome. Uh, Just like closing the trunk. Clunk. <laughs> it's the last light you ever see. Yes. All right, dude. Thanks for being on All the right. show. No problem. Thank you. you. All right. Next up, we, next up, we have your buddy Tony Grande with a little message oh, nice. about nice. what he changes on his fat bike. For some nice, time. nice. All right. Thank you, Gomo. Later, dude. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. We did a little something different with this show. We uh, sent out this question to our uh, product testers, and some of them we talked to on the phone live, and some of them sent us voice memos. So here's one from our amigo Tony Grande. You may know him as Irv Spanks on the interwebs. Howdy, everyone. BBR test pilot Tony G here to let you in on the evolution of my springtime fat bike routine. Though I do have a few other Surleys in the stable, my ice cream truck is my year-round go-to. My first spring was a run-what-you-brung situation. Just kept the stock nates on and ripped. The following year, I picked up a pair of studded Wazias for wintertime shenanigans. Side note, I now run a studded Johnny 5 up front and a Wazia out back. It's a sweet combo in the snow. I would then swap to a pair of Maxxis 4.8s for the rest of the year. That was my routine until a few years back. I built myself up a new pair of wheels as a Christmas gift for my studs that winter. Then, as that spring came closer, I somehow got my wife, who is awesome, by the way, 
to look the other way while I built up a set of 27.5 wheels, complete with Van Helga's. So them buttes are now my three-season single-track-to-beach-and-back wheels. I'm always tweaking something on my truck to suit my needs, but the only constant springtime change is going from studs to the 27.5s. Cheers! Hey, we've got uh, Greg Gentle. He's our apparel editor. And this show, uh, we're going to explore the question, what modifications do you make to your fat bike for summer? Go, Greg. Yes. Well, thank you for the uh, for the nod and, and uh, introduction, Gomez. What do I do to prepare my fat bike for the off-winter season? That is the question. So... I ride a fat boy from Specialized, and typically I run a Dillinger 5 studded tire pretty much as soon as the sun or the snow starts to fall because regionally we get lots of snow, lots of ice, and that's how I like to roll. Come that's winter a great time. all-around tire for winter yeah, riding, I, for sure. It is. It is indeed. So now that the, uh, the sun has melted away that that frosty cool white stuff that hits the ground around here i roll over to a totally different tire setup and run with the oh my god it's jumping out of my head as we speak hard edit while i recover (laughs) (laughs) what do i run uh husker don'ts no, it's not the Husker Don'ts. It's the Kowalbi. Oh, uh, Jumbo Jims. The Jumbo Jim. I, why was that so hard? I've only been rolling on these things for like five years. Oh, they years have all now. those rhymy, knobby Nick racing rods. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm literally like in that, and I'm, I'm setting up my, my mountain bike wheels right now. So I've got a pair of uh, Vittorias that I'm thinking through, and I've got another pair of uh, I do have a pair of Rocket Runs and a pair of Nobby Nicks. I got all these different brand names bounced yeah. around in my feeble brain on a unnourished uh, Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. So, pop yeah. quiz. So, yeah, pop quiz. What's on your bike, dummy? <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is it. That is truly the setup for for summer riding. It's a low profile tire and. It gets me where I need to go. You know, I, in all candor, my fat bike does get, you know, kind of like the redheaded stepchild treatment in the summertime because there's so many cool um, other options of, for riding around here from gravel to mountain bikes. But what I have done and love to do is not only swap out my tires and, and run with a lower profile, um, tire for to summer riding but start to set up for bike packing i've oh, got yeah. a ski poke i've got a ski poke mm-hmm. that i that i pull around for ice fishing and general winter adventuring so that comes off of course and i attach some everyday mounts to my fork i've got bags from our friends up in uh is it two harbors is that where Sidero two harbors, yeah yeah yep so i got bags from from Sidero that I set up and I'll just do just, quick overnights up and down just, the St. Croix River. It was just Mike Cruikshank's birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Mike. 
so that's pretty much my setup, you know, uh, lower profile tires, set it up for some, some overnight adventuring. Um, love to do bike packing on, in the sand barrens, just north of St. Croix Falls. It's yeah, just right expansive, yeah. it's expansive, um, kind of wilderness area that you can disappear for days if you choose. It all runs along the St. Croix River. There's campsites that are part of the National Park Service, so you can roll up there and pitch a tent, bivy it, hammock, however you roll. Yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's, cool. that's how I kind of set up my, my, my fat bike for well, summer right fun. Right on. Jumbo Jim's are a great choice. Uh, and uh, I wish they made them in 27.5, but maybe someday. You know, as, Maybe someday. As roll on. I think you're the yeah. only tester that we have that has a fat boy. And I'm telling you, I, I call the uh, the specialized M-series uh, fat boy just the, the – I think that's, that's – it's like in the uh, Mad Max movies. It's the last of the big block V8 interceptors, man. I, I really yeah, think it, I'd really dig that bike. All black I do too. Blackness. It's yeah. uh, it's it's the uh, it's got the factor carbon layup similar to what their S Works frame is. So it's the frame right. that I have. Um, right. It's yeah, that's the term. Super that I, super lightweight. I used, I used the M series like it's a BMW or something, or like an A right. mountain bike. But it's the uh, S Works version of that bike. Yep, it's, but it's not the S Works because they did make an S Works half white. This one that I picked up is the uh, the not right below it, oh, but yeah. it's it features it features almost the exact same frame. And man, I just I love the fit. Um, I've been riding on this thing for five years. I have other people like, hey, if you want to sell that, let me know. I'm like, no way, man. I love this thing. I'm keeping it. <laughs> yeah, I I rode one for uh, for a spring and then summer. Um, and it was super good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All my bags fit. I got my, uh, the Sidero top tube frame pack. Um, I'm, uh, I'm riding a Rocky it's, mountain blizzard right drawing. now in carbon. That is, yeah, I, I'm it. telling you, it's a shame you're too tall to ride this bike, but it's really, it's really turning a page for me geometry-wise. And I am just like, uh, in some of these rides, I just am flipped out by how fast this bike can go and how you just do not have to give a damn about your line so much. And I'm jumping really? off stuff that, that I generally would ride around just because mm-hmm. you're going so fast. And you can sit so far back. You're so in the middle of this bike to begin with. And then you can drop the post and get so low, get your weight so low. It's just like really, it's blowing my all of my uh, PRs away on, on all the segments that I repeat, right? That you like to ride on. Excellent. Well, I'd, I'd love to check that out in person someday and our our. our paths have yet to cross this season and it'll happen we're due for sure we are due all right my dude thanks for participating in the uh danger gnome uh question of the month always a pleasure gomez all right dude we'll see you later all right over and out next up we've got jeff price with a voice memo about what he changes for summer time fatback fun here's jeff 
Hi Gomez, Summit Toppler here from the UK. Uh, to answer your question of what modifications do you make to your fat bike for the summer? Well, for me it's very little to be honest because of um, the temperature variations in Wales from winter to summer isn't that great to be fair, not like some of your uh, regions in the US. So the modifications are fairly, fairly basic. Um, I changed the uh, Surly Edna tyres over to uh, some worn out jumbo gyms, um, obviously because it rolls better. And um, yeah, there's less, uh, there's less gloop, less mud on the ground. Uh, during, the, during the winter, uh, some of the tracks up here holds a lot of water, so um, the the uh, the muckluck that I use mostly through the through the winter will get a service, and then just a different type of lube. Really, I'll use the dry lube in the spring and summer, and the wet lube in the winter due to all the holding water and wet weather we get. Anyway, I hope that helps. Catch you later. Right on. Well, that's our show. I uh, doggedly went after this question of what folks are doing to summarize their fat bike. Mostly because I think endlessly on this subject right now with uh, all the choices I have in my head and in the bike shed. So I hope this uh, little bike nerdery made some uh, ears happy. And uh, time to go ride the bikes Check now. So I'll talk to you again someday. Come on, we're still first to be at the fire. The top of the class will be able to scan names.